0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. I think out there in the culture, if you're just like a regular guy a gal, considering uh, something like joining a church, you might, you might think, I don't know. Do, do I need to do that? I mean, it seems easier not to, right? Or if you're in the church, you might like look at people outside the church and think, like, "Wow, it might be easier in life, like, not to do church, because it seems like it's some, it seems like it's some work. It seems like it's harder to participate than to not participate in it, right? Remember last month? I, I don't know why, but we were we were talking here, and I was recalling to you that time Jesus was promising rest to the people who were following him. It says this great thing. I love it. They wrote a song about it. I love the song. I sing it to myself all the time. Come to me, all ye are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn me. I Jesus is promising us rest, right? And um, I think that's true. But uh, tonight I'm going to talk to you about this other little part of Jesus' story where some people are talking about following Jesus they're considering following Jesus and uh, they say I want to follow Jesus but I got this one thing to do and I'll be back and I'll follow and Jesus says this like I wish he never said it it's one of those things like man I wish he never said it but he said anyone who puts their hand to the plow and looks back isn't worthy (laughs) That's that's like a hard word right what do, you think, what do you think you could mean by that? Nobody who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. I didn't even say it like that. I was trying to soften it because it sounds so harsh. Like we should all should just quit. Like I think we're look back kind of people. I mean, I can't even like um, look at my unfolded laundry dumped out on my bed and do it without looking back at the whatever baseball game that was on or something. Yeah, that's just sort of normal for me to kind of uh, avoid some work, you know, that needs to be done. So talk a little bit about, about hard work today in August. I hope that's okay to do that. Thanks, thanks for showing up on a Sunday to a semi-dark room to talk about hard work. Cool. All right. I feel like I could do anything and you guys would still be polite. So. This is kind of bad. You just do it. All right, let's talk about the wrong kind of hard work here for a second because like here's a major thing you're going to hear if you like spend a five minutes in a cell, uh, you know, these meetings we do every week, uh, these little groups that we have, uh, you know, or you talk to Christians in general, I think people following Jesus, you're, you're probably going to hear somebody who's uh, doubting like if they're doing enough, you know, like they, they, they feel like uh, they don't feel good. I don't feel like they're they're good faith people because they're like I'm enough. I'm supposed to do all these things. I don't really do them, right? Pat, you okay? Can I make fun of you for a little bit? Yeah, Pat's, Pat's <laughs> like like this all the time. We call <laughs> me up and we talk. And Pat's like has this tremendous faith. Right? Like, I'm like so gifted. I respect him in so many ways. And you call me up and you 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 often have this thing where you're like I don't think I'm doing enough, and like feel bad about it, right? you know, I'm the same way. So let's put, like, a big stop, like, right now. Let's stop. Like, everything else I say after this today, like, you have to get this first. That, uh, the kingdom of God, I mean, don't take this one thing Jesus said and misunderstand. You know? This is a free gift. Like, the whole thing. Like, life and forgiveness and Jesus and everything. It's it's, it's just given to you. You're just you can't do anything to, uh, qualify or even disqualify from your, I mean, that's why we're here, right? It's like this amazing thing God's offered us. right? So there's no question about, no, you're never doing enough, probably, <laughs> you know, to earn that, no. So like, and it's not like, oh no, it's like, yeah, wow, that's, that's that's the nature of this thing. So that, like like, wrong kind of hard work. If you're thinking that I'm talking about some kind of earning something from God, just stop, no. No, Pat. <laughs> okay, that's not what we're doing. All right. I want to talk a little bit about the right, the right kind of hard work, because you know, there's work to do, right? All right, there's work to do. There's a lot of work to do. Um. So Pat mentioned being on a winning sports team, right? It's a good feeling, right? Is that, is that anybody ever had that experience? Yeah. Do you want to tell us this? Tell, wait, come on, Nicole. Tell us a little bit well, about it. Like, Share your joy. I, I like caught the I was first baseman growing up when I was playing softball and I like, caught the winning out for the championship game. Oh no! And uh, but like I was like so in shock that I didn't even realize what was happening. And my like you know it was like one of those things like the team the coaches came and ran and like, and I was like and I told my coach like I didn't realize I had the ball anyone I was like, it was awesome doing it. But I just remember I was like and caught it and and I didn't yeah. know until everyone was rushing towards me because it was like really, like, uh-uh. you know. You know what that's called? That's like it's called the flow. Flow. Do you know that? that? Flow? I'm talking about flow later, but that's that's a great example. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm feeling it. That's like the best feeling ever, right? Particularly baseball, like you know, baseball, like or softball. Everybody like has like a particular job, I and mean, when everybody's doing their particular job, it works really well. It's cool. Um, I mean, we're uh, sorry. Sorry if you were raised the way most of us were raised. You know that like work was some extra thing or something, like or like if you were kind of protected in this middle class way from like the reality of work, like your parents kind of. Helped you along, gave you money. That might have been some of your experience. A lot of people grow up that way, where they're kind of sheltered from the reality of work, and uh, for a long time until they're adults. Sometimes, but I think you know, for for most people, from most in most places, for most of history, like, work is just this undeniable reality. I mean, when you're when you're a baby, there's the work of your bottom being cleaned, and it has to be done. And if you don't get your bottom, if somebody doesn't do that work for you, you'll probably get like, I don't know, some disease. Anyway, you'll be sitting in your own excrement, which is, you know, there is work to do. Like just being in the world is is like there's work to do. It's just a basic reality. So I don't think God is like, you're coming into the church and God's like suddenly dumping a lot of work on you or something, right? I mean, we have to, we have to work. We have to work. I mean, think of Jesus who's starting this movement, right? And he's asking people to leave their families and leave their livelihoods and follow him to do something uh, new in the world. You know, he's going to need some people who work, right, to do it. And also, like, people need their work, right? Uh, This is a big topic right now. Uh, Who's the guy's running for president? Who wants to give everybody a thousand bucks? Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang, he's talking about this impending thing that seems to be happening, whether we like it or not, where things are getting more and more automated and there's less and less unskilled work to do in the world. And he's seeing a future where it's gonna be a big problem. Because how are we gonna earn our money is is one problem, but how are we gonna, what are we gonna do with ourselves all day? That's a whole other problem. Uh, I mean, even babies have their work, right? Don't they? Who's got a baby? Some of y'all got babies. And you know that babies are doing their work. They're, they don't just, they don't just, like, be. You know, it like, like, uh. you know, maybe for a minute, they sleep. But when they're awake, they're like, they're moving towards something. They're playing with something. They're figuring something out, right? Always, always, yeah, and if a baby's not doing that, we're saying it's a failure to thrive, right? We're saying something's wrong, and we gotta figure out the cause and fix it so this baby's gonna do well in the world, right? People need their work, babies have their work. We live in a, a reality, a world that uh, rewards work. It does, I'm glad, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that if I like organize myself a little bit, and apply myself in an ordered way to something, usually something I want could possibly come out of it in a kind of regular way. Like if we go out and plow the fields and put the seed down the way people have taught us for a long time, like we'll probably get, we're most likely gonna get some food out of it, right? Um, nature reward rewards work, and work works. I mean, if we don't have our, you know, maybe you know somebody who doesn't work and it's a problem for them, right? You know, you know, people like us. Um, can I show you a little video to get you in the mood for work? Kind of routine work a little bit here. Um, I like this book a lot. Anna Karenina, do you, have you heard of it? It's written by this Russian, Russian guy. Epsi. Yeah, Dostoevsky, he wrote this. Tolstoy. Tolstoy. That's right. Tell story. So here's a movie. I couldn't find one in English, but let's watch it. I'll tell you the story as it, as it plays. This is a scene where this character Levin. Maybe turn down the sound. Levin's a nobleman. He's trying to do the nobleman thing of get married and get some government position in Moscow, but it doesn't go well. He gets rejected. He offers his hand in marriage to a young noblewoman, and she's like, "Uh uh-uh. So he goes back to his country estate, and what he does is he works with the peasants to mow the fields. And uh, it's a very strange thing, he's looked at strangely because he doesn't have to do this hard work. But he's so dejected, and he's at this point in his life where nothing's good. So he goes and he works, and suddenly, in the middle of his work, which is extremely difficult, and the peasants seem to do it with such ease, he finds that um, his lunch, his simple lunch of of bread and butter is incredibly, incredibly delicious. And he loses himself in this uh, experience of working alongside the peasants. He describes working all day like this into into the rays of the slanting sun, the summer day is so long, and they mow all day. And then there's this beautiful passage in the book where they say, that was, we mowed so much. Let's do one more field. Let's do the field across the stream. Let's go over there and do it. Can we do it? And all the peasants are like, we do it. And uh, you, should, you should read it, maybe. You can stop, stop that. Here, here's, another, uh, here's another video. And this one, you want to hear some sound. The, the mowing awesome. that they were doing is done with an implement called a scythe. And... Uh, it looks very easy when the peasants are doing it, they move along, but this guy's gonna teach you something about it. I'm running on the ground, but even as a as of you get I'm not even carrying the weight. And you can see, I mean, it's not enough. This is like the like expert guy. When you're gonna have the journalist give it a shot. you oh, kind of my mentor? He said, stand like this, right? And then do this. What happens to your hands? They go, wow. Now you put the side in That's all the effort you need to do when everything's right. Not but for nothing all up. The micro right now and they're gonna wipe the up. grass off. But traditionally it's a... I, I want you yes. to see the uh so the so I, I mean I am mic, how many bends would that be? What he it thinks it's is very, is very easy. Good. The journalist so tries anything. But I think. Yeah. I The thing about left handers, we use, well, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. Kind of on the ground. Think about that. And think about your swinging like, uh, imagine that blade's on the string. That's too high, okay. And follow through. Put your left hand in your back pocket. Ah. Here, I'm not going to say that. On the ground. Okay. Okay. I'm uh-huh. doing the same uh, thing babies do. Learn, right? Mimicking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you see it. something and you try to do it. <laughs> and so when you start, it can be frustrating. How long did right, that there, right. there we go. Yeah, I love that. Maybe I just like that because I like this character, Levin, so much. And I like how he uh, kind of rediscovers his whole life just through work, just through work. And I've experienced something like that in my my own life many, many times when I felt uh, sort of lost, sort of useless. If I can get into a task that means something to me, means something to my family, uh, the community, and and do the task and feel useful, it'll often take me out of whatever bad spiritual state I seem to be in. Um, My dad always used to say this to me, well, if you think about it, you know, there's really no difference between work and play. You know, you're, you're sweating either way. It's just your attitude. And like, geez, wasn't he right? Like, it's so simple thing. What a simple little thing he said, but he's so right. It's just a difference in attitude, right? Um, but, you know, work is really frustrating and boring. In fact, even, even, I'm saying work, 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 work over and over to you. It's probably really unpleasant to be listening to me right now to talk about, um, uh, That's something most people have a problem with it because work is frustrating, right? And it's boring. It's probably the first two words you thought of when I said work. Can I get that next slide Then Sorry. It's up there. Oh, is it? Well, okay. Yeah, check this out. Check this out. There's a middle way between frustration and boredom. This is, we've actually learned a lot about uh, why work feels frustrating or why work feels boring. Um, this guy, this Czech guy, is really interesting. Uh, psychology, uh, you know, a researcher guy. Uh, I can't say his name, it's really complicated. It sounds like Mikali Zemzogoski, something like that. <laughs> Do you know it? check Anyway, he, he's, he's a, a guy who uh, kind of pioneered this area of psychology called positive psychology, which is like we, you know, psychology, most of the time we're looking at people who are unhappy or suicidal or something, something's wrong, you know. But um, he said, nah, well, let's study some good states of mind too. And uh, he identified this uh, thing called flow state, which is this, sort of this middle way. And you can imagine it, right? If a task, if, some, if you're working on something, And it's very difficult, you're likely to get frustrated, right? But if you're working on something and it's very easy, you're likely to get bored, right? But in between, and we don't think much about the in between, but there's this huge area in between called flow. And that's probably what uh, Nicole was experiencing when she caught the last out of the tournament. And do you have the ice bucket thrown on you? No you know about flow state flow state is what can happen and you can do this to yourself you can create the ideal conditions to achieve flow we all want to go here you know what i'm talking about when the time seems to fly even though you're working really hard you know this is what levin was doing time flies Uh, things feel light effortless you're in the moment you're not thinking about the past you're not worried about the future you're just right where you want to be. I imagine when you're playing music and yeah, right? You get there, right? You can all probably imagine something where that's happening, right? Uh, ne- next slide. Uh, this is how this researcher, this is how he broke it down. He said, this is what you need. First, you need you need a task that's meaningful. And what makes it meaningful? It, it just means you believe that it's important. right? Like you and yourself, a person doing it. So surfing could definitely be this if you think, man, I really want to surf someday or something. Like, you know, surfing could be a significant task. He says that to achieve flow, the level of challenge, perceived difficulty of the task has to be really high. Like you can't get into flow if you're doing something easy or you think it's easy right? or not important. It, it won't happen. And you also have to have a high level of skill. Right? or at least you have to perceive your level of skill as being very high so here's how we here's how we plot it out so right low, low skill level high skill level uh low difficulty high difficulty so if the uh you know the task is easy and you don't feel very good at it you're likely not to care at all you'll be in the state of apathy right down here in the southwest corner, and uh, if you if you feel that like you're very very good, very very skilled, but the test is not very important or challenging, um, you could feel relaxed, right? Do that, and let's go to the northwest. Anxiety, right? There's a high challenge, low skill situation, but high challenge, high skill, right? You're you're likely to get to this place where you're working out of a sort of sense of joy, where you're into the work, and, and you feel very rewarded just for the work, not for anything else. It seems like that would be a uh, a state of mind that you want to you want to put yourself in a situation where you could sometimes get there, right? That would be good. So, you know, I, I think of the church sort of as like a big spiritual farm. I love this scene from uh, Anna or any that they're all out siding together. It just looks like so much uh, fun. I can feel myself there. I feel like in the church, we're doing all this spiritual work. There, there is definitely all this spiritual work to do, right? There are so many, geez, opportunities for spiritual work. What's spiritual work look like? You know, like having compassion on people, fixing the heater in here, or the roof, that's probably gonna go soon or like uh, making some cool art, probably. It's probably some spiritual work. Um, what else? I don't know. Like loving people who are hard to love. You know? Providing a space for people to be, to grow. The, maybe this list I'm putting out there sounds like the uh, spiritual gifts list. Did you guys try this thing? It was online. You tried it? What you come up with, Marcus? Yes, in administration. What right. did you get? I scored high uh, in exhortation and service. I have a 19-year-old exhortation and 18 on service. exhortation. We need some more Marcus around here. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, God was good to give us to put Marcus on. Exhortation is helping people get where they need to go. Get a strong sense of uh, what needs to be done, and he doesn't have too much problem telling people that. Might, he might even have insight into the particulars of what you need to do to, to, to mature in your spiritual faith. I would, I would say there's definitely the conditions here to achieve those things. You know, the work. It's, it's being done here, you know? It's definitely difficult to do these things we're talking about, right? Um, and it's really important work. Like, we'll, we'll basically survive or not, you know, based on this work getting done in a real way, you know? And that's not like, I'm not saying that as some kind of like uh, prophet up here, like, oh, but uh, just kind of like, uh, you know, like I'm living in reality and I know enough about the world and how things work that, you know, if work gets done here, we would will grow. You know, if we don't do a lot of work here, you know, it would be hard for us to continue to do what we do, All right? Uh, remember um, exploring with this spoon? Remember this spoon thing we just did? That seemed like so long ago, right? Still got it. Remember how smart your hands were? Remember how like intelligent? What learners your hands are? Very learny, learny, studious hands. You got. <laughs> I didn't. I guess you didn't know they were like straight A students. Your hands, uh, but think what this might tell you about the nature of knowing at all, like the nature, like like what is it to know Jesus and believe in Jesus? There's a um, like you wouldn't know much about a spoon, right? Unless you, I mean, we know a lot about spoons because when you were a little baby, they're putting this in your hand to get you to do it, to get you to figure it out, right? You figured it out. Now you can. You can, you have, like, there's knowledge, you understand this? There's knowledge in your hand that your hand, like, your hand never even did things with the spoon, but your hand already knows it. Because, like, that's how smart your hand is, right? Well, think about, like, your your faith uh, organ, whatever that is, your spirit that you have, right? And what it can do. And the kind of work it can do. And how does it learn? How does it know? How does your spirit know Jesus? Unless it spoons. You know, unless it You gotta do it, right? You gotta, like I know about the table through the spoon, right? Like I can understand the table, right? Because I'm doing. Right? I didn't work the bad part out of the speech yet, but you get what I'm <laughs> going for, right? Um, so yeah, it's an amazing thing that God placed these gifts. There's all this work to do. This is what reality is, right? We all have butts that need to be wiped. Like, it's critical. God's given us all these abilities. And uh, you know what happens with some people? They have faith. They figure out their ability. They're living in reality. So they're seeing all the needs and opportunities for work around them. And they act on it. And they keep doing this. And they keep learning with their spoon hand to the point where it becomes something more than just work. It's like a vocation. We call this a vocation. Some people get this. Some months ago I showed you uh, the video of Jean Bernier. There's a man who, who found his vocation, right? He had a particular kind of compassion and when put into the laboratory of the world, uh, that compassion found an opportunity which grew into like a new institution, a new way of doing things in the world. that changed a lot of people's lives, right? So when you're exercising, like if you figured out your spiritual gift. Like if Frank was here tonight, like Frank's spiritual gift it obviously helps, right? Don't you think? But he's like the steadiest guy. Like I wonder where he's going to go with that. It's so cool. I'm kind of jealous of him. I think that's the coolest spiritual gift to have. Like the helps guy, right? Like Frank gets stuff done. He's like a get stuff done guy. Your gift, need in the world, This develops over time, following God. You're passing that that knowledge and that new gift on to others. This is how God moves in the world. right? The vocation. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.